Elementary music teacher friend, you love what you do, but you might feel unappreciated and, in fact, unseen some days. You may even feel like you're on a music teacher island and just want to connect with other music teachers who can relate to both your struggles and wins when it comes to teaching elementary music. I get you and understand completely the feelings you're having. That's why each and every week, the Elementary Music Teacher Podcast will provide you with solo and guest episodes that will help you realize you're not alone in your music teaching journey. Throughout each episode, my goal is for you to be able to walk away with actionable steps and ideas to help you feel like you're ready to take on the new week with whatever challenges may be thrown your way. Hi, I'm your host, Jessica Peresta, and I'm so glad you're here. Whether you're at home, in your car, in the shower, or wherever else you're listening, grab your cup of coffee or whatever other beverage is nearby and listen in to the Elementary Music Teacher Podcast. I'm AJ Bianco, host of Reflect Ed, a part of the Education Podcast Network. Just like the show you're listening to now, shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other interesting education podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com. Fine tune your teaching and level up your students' musicianship with the Sound Thinking Academy PD program. The Academy is happening from June 12th to 23rd, 2023, and there are both synchronous or asynchronous options available. The Sound Thinking Academy is a professional development program that allows you to earn up to 60 PD credits from the comfort of your living room. The program provides research-based, interactive resources, and professional development opportunities that foster audiation, musicianship, creativity, and innovation skills for your students. Upon registering for the program, you will receive one-year access to their teaching resources, providing ongoing support for your growth and development as an educator. In addition, they're excited to offer a discount of $100 off for music teachers who are listeners of the Elementary Music Teacher Podcast. Simply use the code TDM100 at checkout to take advantage of this special offer. Don't miss this fantastic opportunity to grow and thrive as a music educator. Join the Sound Thinking Academy by clicking on the link in the show notes or head to soundthinkinginteractive.com and click on the link at the top that says Sound Thinking Interactive Academy and take the first step towards a more fulfilling and successful teaching practice. Welcome back to the Elementary Music Teacher Podcast. I am excited to bring you an episode about classroom management. Now, on this podcast, I have had a few episodes around classroom management. So the easiest way to find different episodes and topics you want to listen to is just simply head to the domesticmusician.com forward slash podcast. And there you will see a little search bar icon uh, on the little podcast drop down menu. And you can type in any topic and see what episodes come up around that. Today's episode is not classroom management strategies, but how I'm rethinking classroom management as I go back into teaching and just kind of challenging some beliefs that I have had in the past and ways I'm planning to move forward and maybe in the hopes that I give some ideas or spark a new interest in someone else as well. So number one, old belief 
my classroom, my rules. Jessica right out of college was, I was taught about classroom management is it's disciplinarian, it's very strict, and your students should listen to you at your classroom, have rules to follow. If they follow, the students don't listen to the rules or don't follow them, then have some kind of consequences. And I mean, in a way, I still believe there's validity in that. I still believe that they're, that that advice is still important, but I don't think that's all that matters. Uh, I don't believe that it's just like, I'm the dictarian or whatever the word is. Uh, I'm, you know, like this is my way or the highway kind of situation. That's how I had started out teaching because that's how I was told to. Yeah, my classroom maybe was super quiet and the kids were sitting still and it was way too quiet for a music classroom, I would say. But now I'm kind of like, man, if I could go back in time, I would have done it differently. So moving forward, my new belief is our classroom, our creed. I don't want to just view it as my classroom. Am I the teacher? Yes. Is it Mrs. Presta's class? Yes. But it's our music classroom. We are all in this together. Me and my students are all learning music and collaborating with music and participating in music and sharing music musical ideas together. And also our creed, meaning, yes, there's going to be classroom expectations, but what's the creed? I want each class to have shared values and accountability for participating in the music classroom. And uh, we're going to really talk about that and what that means. And then what happens if you don't follow the expectations? What am I looking for? What do I want to see here? Why is it important that we're all participating together? So that's my new belief. And yes, I have a lot of different ideas there, but I'm just sharing just what my new belief is. And all the itty bitty details are I have them mapped out on another document. <laughs> and now, number two is old belief is teacher-centered classroom. This kind of goes perfectly with what I just said is my classroom, my rules. Well, teacher-centered classroom. I did a lot of standing at the very front, going way too long over instructions. This is a vocabulary word. Let's really talk about it. It was very my ideas whether you like it or not, these are the songs we're doing, the activities we're doing. This person told me to teach this lesson, so I'm doing it. As I see, I'm losing about 70% of the class, but it was just, yeah, this is what we're doing. My plan, I'm the teacher, I planned this lesson, you're going to do it. Where? My new belief is I want to have a student-centered classroom. I'm still going to teach, but I want students' opinions to also drive my decision making. I don't want to just lean on my own understanding of, yes, we know we're musicians. We know we have degrees in music education. We know, you know, we're keeping up professional development around various music education ideas and philosophies and strategies and all the things. But guess what? Our students also bring ideas to the table, and I want them to know their voices can be heard. I want them to know that I value their opinion. I want them to know that they can create with each other. And if they don't like a certain song or activity, going back to our classroom creed, they can voice their opinion, but in a respectful way. And then it will shape the way I plan moving forward based around that student opinion. So that number three old belief is bad behavior. It was I was just told, like, if a student's bad, put them in timeout or if their behavior is bad, then they're just don't let them participate. Or if they're bad, if, 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 oh, my gosh, I 
got to the point where I got so tired of hearing that a certain student was bad and that they couldn't do this or that. And it was a mindset shift of when I started thinking of, I'm not going to let this child be labeled before I even get a chance to know them. Maybe they are having some really bad behavior, but I am not accepting that that's just how it's going to be or how it is. So what I started doing is instead of just you're in timeout, it would be starting to have some conversations with this child. It wasn't an overnight fix, but it started becoming more, um, okay, I'm, I'm not going to just let this child be defined in every class they go to just because teachers are telling me to. So my new belief, and I actually did this in the brick and mortar classroom, but my new belief moving forward is to continue reminding myself that it's not bad behavior, but view this child that is, there's something else going on there, or the student is struggling and I need to get to the bottom of it, or maybe not to the bottom of it, but I just need them to know that I care about them as a person. And I need them to know that I hear them back to what I said earlier. I see them, I value them. And if they are pushing back on something or their behavior is not quite where I would like it, it, it's not me taking it personally. It's not me seeing this child as just like, oh, they just can't behave. No, there's usually something else going on. And it doesn't always mean that there's something major going on. It just means there is something there. And so getting to know the student, really having conversations, maybe it's outside of class time or whatever it might be, is super important to me. So that is a new belief is it's not bad behavior, but it's just the student needs some extra love and attention, honestly. Number four uh, in the ways I'm rethinking classroom management is old belief, use only music I was told to teach with. That is what I thought I was supposed to do. Nobody ever told me I could do things differently. I thought I could only use folk songs. I thought I could only use from a certain list of Kadai or Orf resources and materials. And there is some great material out there and every book and resource I have put my hands on and touched, such good music. But I realized quickly, which I've shared this before, but in my classroom in Tulsa, a lot of those songs did not resonate with my students. They needed something more. They they needed some buy-in. I, I needed buy-in from them in the music room. They hadn't had a music class in a while. So I remember starting to kind of think a little bit like, well, who's saying I can't bring in some other music in my classroom? Am I having classroom management issues and pushback from students because they're bored? Are they not enjoying the way I'm teaching? Are they not resonating with this particular song? And going back to the student-centered classroom, I never really asked their opinion. I just assumed that this says this is for fifth grade, so fifth grade's doing it. Well, they didn't really care about certain songs. And so really getting to know them and what music they enjoyed, even if I would just incorporate one popular song out of the month, or one popular song out of the whole nine weeks, it really got started getting buy-in from students where if I did have an activity planned, I would see them participating more. So old belief is only use music I was told to teach with. New belief is it's okay to use popular music as well. It's okay to, in fact, I have a whole list compiled on this Google Doc that I'm using in my new virtual classroom of songs that I can use in my classroom, also Spotify playlist that are popular music that I'm planning to use for movement, instrument ideas, composing activities, form, melody, harmony, so on and so forth. 
but does it mean that I'm also not going to still use other songs that I think are age appropriate and really teach concepts well? So this is just my beliefs here, right? It's my opinion, but I perfectly now have shifted my mindset from I can only use songs I was told to teach in college to it's okay to use popular music as well. And number five in my ways I'm rethinking classroom management is old belief is whole class instruction. I think there's a time and place for whole class instruction, but the way I grew up um, back in the, as my, my own children would say, mom, did you grow up in the 1900s? Yes, I did. <laughs> so it was just really weird to say, but anyways, um, that was the way we learned in school. And when I was in elementary school, middle school, it was a lot of sit in, let's be honest, the talking head at the front of the classroom would teach the teacher. Uh, and that was it. It was whole class instruction. There wasn't a lot of, I'm going to put you in small groups. There wasn't a lot of partner work. There wasn't a lot of get up and hands-on activities and things like that. It was whole class instruction. So I feel like a lot of my generation, the way, the reason we taught with whole class instruction is because that's the way we learned. And even when I went through college, there was a lot of whole class instruction. It honestly wasn't until I got to different practicums and my student teaching placements that I would observe the music teachers doing some kind of uh, other instruction or I was able to finally teach in a different way um, and kind of play around with that. So my new belief is small group facilitation. I completely think it's okay to, for me, what I'm planning is to start with whole class instruction, give instructions, this is what we're doing, but then split students in small groups to do activities, to collaborate, to have discussions, to uh, um, compose together, whatever it might be. I think when kids are able and students are able to talk to one another, get to know their peers, and I'm behind the scenes facilitating where I'm driving, helping drive the conversations and I'm engaging with what they're talking about and I am uh, giving them new ideas to spark interest. I think that is a fantastic classroom management approach because students, instead of being told, don't talk, just listen, but now they're being encouraged to talk and share. I think that is a great, great thing in my opinion. So these were five ways I'm rethinking classroom management. And I would love to hear, maybe you've had some mindset shifts when it comes to classroom management or old ways of thinking and new ways of thinking. And if so, shoot me a message at Jessica Preston, let me know, or email me, Jessica at the domesticmusician.com. I would love to know, first of all, that I'm not alone in this, that uh, my old school way of teaching is not, um, I'm not alone in the fact that maybe some of the ways I used to do things are changing or maybe you're kind of like oh well you've challenged me today i've never really thought about some of these new ways of doing things and i would love to hear that as well so let me know your thoughts and opinions and i cannot wait to be back next week with a new episode well hey there thank you so much for listening into the elementary music teacher podcast there is an exclusive facebook group just for listeners of this podcast and any elementary music teacher call the Elementary Music Teacher Community Facebook group. Come on over and join us there where we have conversations around the podcast episodes and encourage each other each and every week. And also head to my website, thedomesticmusician.com. I have some free resources there that you can download to help you gain traction in your classroom today. 
as well as the blog and the membership site and all kinds of other goodies to help you keep going in your music teaching journey. I cannot wait to keep connecting with you and encouraging you and spurring you on in your journey of teaching elementary music. Hang in there, have an amazing week, and I will see you soon.